fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to 2D1C, episode 206, Math and Ain't Easy, where Jason makes fun of feminists and Mormons. Is that what the show is about? I don't think I'm technically making fun of... Uh, is it Mormons? I don't think Mormons are in here. Am I making fun of Mormons? That's a different episode. Uh, morons. If only I knew how morons. to Morons. There we go. There we go. I may have spelled that wrong. No, Did you didn't. It it's, so the screens... I'm in a new oh, setup here, and the screens are a little far suggest. It's suggesting Mormons, though. That's weird. <laughs> Way to go, Google. You know who we pick on. Um, Jason. Wow. How are wow. you doing this evening? Are you, it looks like you're drinking a tasty beverage. What do you got for us? Well, I killed the uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest in our pre-ramble, and I moved on to the Sam Adams flannel vest. Ooh. There we go. Yeah. So, yeah, Oktoberfest is, of course, a Oktoberfest. Um, it's pretty solid. It's Sam Adams, right? Like, you, you know. Say it's an Oktoberfest. That's what it is. I feel like Sam Adams is the uh, "Thou shalt do no harm" uh, Hippocratic cro Hippocratic oath of uh, craft beers. So, I mean, it's right. not terrible. Um, their their uh, their pumpkin stuff, the the Jack O, uh, that's vile. I bought a sampler pack, drank one, got through half of another one, and threw the third one out because it's fucking vile. But uh, isn't that all pumpkin though? Like all the pumpkin stuff. Oh, this... It's either too much pumpkin or not enough, right? Nobody gets it quite right. I feel well, like this we is just sweet. That on here before, right? Yeah, it was just it was just sweet. It was nasty. I don't remember it being that Gross. awful. It was fucking bad. Um, but yeah, so the Oktoberfest is pretty darn good. And then the uh, <clears throat> the flannel vest is a Munich Dunkel, and um, that's actually not, it's not that bad either. Actually, it's as cozy and smooth. I, I mean. Wait, hold on. Oh, it's got a story. Holy shit balls. Uh, a Sam Adams story? You know, that's the biggest brewery that's American-owned. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. Well, here's a, here's a crazy thing. So I, uh, I, I, yeah, because all the other ones have been bought up. But, uh, <laughs> I, I, do, do, do you ever use the untapped app? I have. I wish I didn't okay. get back into it. So I, I, I do it just to try and keep track of what the hell I've had or not have. Anyway, so yeah, I put this yeah, flannel yeah. I put this flannel vest in and I got a badge for drinking a beer from a uh um a, a, I don't know, it was like a pride badge. And it was saying something how I was drinking beer from a uh uh I don't know, non non regular gender person brewery and I'm like I'm pretty sure <laughs> Sam Adams is a white dude. I I could be wrong. Yeah, he's a maybe white maybe dude. they, yeah, I I'm pretty sure. Maybe they just have a really robust DNI thing going on, so they they meet that. But anyway, so this shit is um, toasted bread and caramel, balanced with a light floral hop aroma, classic German style lager paired with a flannel will keep you cozy during your coldest of beer season adventures. There's some sort of signature, and it is too dark. And too small. <laughs> My eyes are too shitty. Jim Coke. Is he the guy? Oh, founder and brewer. Yeah, Jim Coke. Oh, that's a real that's fucking. Cool. That's a real fucking Z German name there. Hey, good deal. That's cool, dude. Not, well, I like not quite as cool as Heckler and Coke, but yeah. Oh, yeah, there we go. Charles James Coke. 
American entrepreneur, entrepreneur, billionaire, and the co-founder and chairman of the Boston Beer Company, the producers of Samuel Adams Beer. He's widely considered the founding father of the American craft brewing movement. Damn Go straight. Jim Coke. Biggest American uh, brewery in the country, man. It's a big deal. And they're he is you know? 30 years older than I am. Wow. Damn. Yeah, and, and some him, and man. five months, thirty years and five I, months. I feel net like worth upon a time when one point six billion. Said, like so, oh damn! Uh, <clears throat> Sam Adams was one of my go-to's once upon a time, and their Oktoberfest is real solid. That's not really my drink. Yep. I had an Oktoberfest from Riggs earlier out of uh, Urbana, Illinois, and it was all <clears> right. But like, that's not really my jam. It's it's my wife's jam. I was drinking it for her because she's pregnant and we were at a wedding and I was like, look at this, honey. Isn't this great? You can't have this. <coughs> yeah, that, that uh, goes over real well, I'm sure. It was great. It was great. <laughs> I got to describe the flavor to her. I'm like, you would love this. I think it tastes like shit and I'm going to drink the whole thing. Um, so anyway. Right in front of you. <laughs> right in front of you. Um, I'm, so that's awesome. I'm glad you're having something decent. I've got the hookah lit up with, like, hardly anything special in it except a brand-new Star Buzz for me. I don't know if you all can see this. Ooh. called Blue Surfer, and I, I kind nice. of exotic Blue Surfer. I kind of mm. went on their mm. website and was like, uh, how many of these do I have to fucking order to, like, get a discount? It was, like, five or something. And I was like, sure. What's the top five, like, sellers right now? And... And the exotic line, three or four of them were like in the top five. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to get some of these. And so for the next uh, dozen episodes or so, maybe I'll be trying out some new shisha. Blue Surfer tastes like kind of a blue raspberry, but it's got a cool finish, which is why it's called Mm. Blue Surfer. Anyway, um, it's all right. Like sex Um, wax and beach? Right, like one of them is called like Code Sixty Nine, and I'm like, "Yep, I'm gonna oh, smoke Jesus that shit." Because you know, why wouldn't I? Clearly, this is marketed at like teenage boys, which I must still be at heart. So I'm gonna smoke the shit out of that. Sixty nine. Maybe it's good, right? Or maybe it's you know made for people who've never sixty nine before and then don't understand like the logistics of that aren't great. Um, you know, who knows? Who knows? Um, there's, the there's, meantime, there's only there's there's only one way that works, and just so we're all clear, it's dude on you're top. not the top. Nobody knows. <laughs> you, whoa, you hedonist. Whoa, I'm also whoa. drinking a porter, and this is just the porter that was at the local gas station. The Sunday I walked over to it on on Friday after school, got a vanilla porter from Breckenridge Brewery. Because uh, it's it's cooled off, and I felt like I, I was gonna should say, have a porter, you know. And uh, yes, excellent. I, it's it's I actually uh, I am um, went up to Three Floyds and did a run there. Um, and that's what I did. I picked some. I picked up some. I actually have for later and or future episodes. Uh, God, what is this? This is a classic. I know I've had it here before, but it is a. <clears throat> Barrel aged blot out the sun imperial stout. There you go. This song about these graphic. dark beers it, is the weather graphic turns is and the, not the gonna comes come on. Yeah, it's not really coming through. Yeah. Nope. That's okay. You don't really want to see the thirteen point eight percent ABV anyways. Well it is imperial. 
Um, yeah, yeah, dude. that's. I don't know how you drink that shit still. Like I'm, I'm old. I don't either. This shit, man. Like I don't know what this is, but I'm gonna have like two of these tonight and be like toasted. Um, uh, I didn't want it. I'm sure I didn't. Five point four. That's my speed. Folks. There you go. Jason's hey, like, that's, I don't. You're thinking like the teens, and I'm like, I, how about I, a five? I've had. I've had Breckenridge before, I believe. It's that's some, it's, some it's, good it's stuff nice. there. It's a good drink, oh. you know. It's nothing. It's nothing special. I mean, if you're looking for a, a, a porter that might be in your gas station down the road, it's worth a shot, right? It's worth a shot. But, I don't understand how we don't have more uh, ever ad, uh, advertisements. No, um, help me, help me, sponsors with uh, no. copy like that. <laughs> With all these great, like, if you like to take yes. a porter and you don't care if it's good or not, grab a Breckenridge. Um, I mean, you know, it, it tastes better than a dead rhino's asshole, so. Look, there's, there's like five different brews at, at my local gas station that aren't like Bud something. And uh, <clears> this is one of them. Uh, so. There you go. It's what I'm having. But I, I, I'll try to get less lazy as the season goes on as we progress towards. <laughs> Season is it season five? Because folks, we are on the the eve Oof. of our four year anniversary. We're what two episodes away from four years, Jason. How do yeah. you feel about it? Four really years with this up. guy. It's <laughs> fucked up. It's really fucked. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel like it, and I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older or you know what. It's fucked up, man. I think I did the math wrong the other day, and I thought we were on, like, three years. I was like, yeah, I guess it is about that time. And, like, no, it's four. And, uh, yeah. And, dude, it's a blast. Uh, again, <sighs> it's great camaraderie just chilling with you. We've said it many yes. times before on here. We used to, like, play video games and, like, curse out 10-year-olds yeah. when they killed us with headshots and shit. And now we just drink and, and smoke shit and, um, and, you know, make fun of things on the Internet. Uh, that probably would get us banned from um, most public houses, I think, in <laughs> in one state or I, another. I sometimes wonder. I will say, <laughs> we'll go with yes, though, because I, I think I, so, the social climate-wise, yes, I think we'd both be tossed out. For one reason <clears> or another, like, that's not PC yeah. enough, or like, I can't believe you guys just said that. That's super liberal. You've got to get out of here. Um <laughs> Did you guys just make a joke? Yes. You have to leave <laughs> right. now. Oh, right. damn. Well, that's okay. Yeah. That'd be average, right? We They'd be like, I can't believe you just said that. And I'd be like, we're just sarcastic assholes who are trying to yeah. annoy all of you right now. Um, if you're then, feeling yeah, uncomfortable, we've won. Leave. Right? Well, that was what we were aiming for. And I, I guess people don't get that. And I don't, is that our generation? Is there something about like Gen X or whatever the fuck we are that, that this is our jam? I mean, I, 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 I guess I, I don't know. Like I, sometimes I wonder if that's just you know the, because I, I like try and look at like comedies and things and and stuff that were, you know, real really there like when we were developing our you know yeah. personalities and all that. And I don't feel like it was particularly adversarial, but I do feel like if you look back like into the seventies, eighties, and nineties, like comedy was pretty consistent all the way across, and then basically the entire culture of america got real fucking dumb for about yeah, like real serious. 15 years like <clears throat> oh, 15 15 years right? yeah well because yeah. i mean like i and i think we've kind of mentioned it before you know the real real stick in the ass was 9-11 and then yeah. we fucking got way too fucking serious 
we got way too serious, and then the pandemic. Ha- oh, let's see. Well, you, you got you had nine eleven, then you had the collapse yeah. in oh eight, then you had uh, angry orange, and then downers. you had the pandemic. A lot of downers. <clears throat> yeah, I mean that's in the like middle, they gave us a black president. What the fuck? Like irony? Is that what we're doing now? On, and that go. didn't that didn't solve anything either. So yeah, I mean, like it's that it's didn't every solve every. Racism? Yeah, shockingly, no. I don't. I don't. I don't know how it didn't. But uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's I don't know. Our style, though, for a long time was that like I like I can remember like being at a bar or a party, and you <clears> and I like starting a tangent about something that I think we both knew like we're not going to take this too seriously, but this is going to push people's buttons, and. That's just kind of the thing, right? That's um, okay. I, I enjoy it. And I, I do it alone, and, and some people, I think, get offended when I do it alone, so it's better when I have mm. you around. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> because then we laugh about it after people walk away. Um, but, you know, I think that people need to think about stuff, and that's kind of what, like, satire does, is it pushes that envelope to the point of which people have to stop and think about their views. And, and people are either laughing with us and agreeing, or they're like... Hang on, man! I can't believe you just said that. And both of those are the responses that that I often want to get because I want you to think about why you feel that way, right? Um, oh yeah. Well, that I, that might also be the problem then too. That's asking an awful lot. It it really is. From a populist that's like, I just want to drink the Kool Aid and vote the way the TV tells me to. Uh, Somebody told me to feel this way, and it's the right way to feel. Don't challenge that. Yeah, but you don't have to. That's challenging that. Stop. Right, right. Dude, it's so hard. It's so hard. Like, um, I was, I was like, having students challenge their ideology the other other day, which is just a way of saying, like, you know, the, the shit you were taught from your parents and the community you grew up in, like, is that the only way to live? And, and I was making these comments, like, I guess the latest studies on gender suggest that, in reality, there's probably at least three genders, if not five. Like, but, you know, hermaphrodites are like one in 100,000 people or something. And so we tend Pretty to just rare. cover that shit up and, like, pretend like, yeah, Johnny's always been a little girl, you know. Um, and so we've never really addressed that, you know, elephant in the room of the third gender, which is incredibly rare. But now they're like, well, genetically, there's really kind of like an in-between between both of those two. But there's no, like... There's not really any physical signs to it necessarily. Um, and so I'm explaining this to them all. And a girl in the back is like, she raises her hand and she's like, well, what if in like 20 years we decide that that's wrong too? And I'm like, sure. And then she's like, what if there's always been only two genders? And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean... Like, I'm, I'm not sure why that's that's such a shocking thing because you know I'll, I'll give you the I'll give you the perfect example, and you can even use this one if you want because I know it's real stupid, but uh, used to be that eggs were the best thing you could eat, and then science said eggs not the best thing you could eat, and then science says eggs are the best, and they 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 do it with milk, they've done it with all kinds of stuff, so. You know, it's funny because while I'm sure she was trying to like real really she, get you, you can she be like, you, yeah, you could be right. I mean, you know, why not? It well, and that's plastic plastics her. plastics were the best thing ever, and and now oh, we're all gonna die. Right. So it and that yeah, now microplastics are in everything. We're all gonna die. And then I just oh, read yeah. an article the other day, Jason. Um, they opened up a, a cave in the middle of nowhere. 
and they're examining inside the cave, and there's microplastics in there. Mm. And, uh, you know, they're not real sure, but they're pretty sure this was a sealed environment. So maybe microplastics are, brace yourselves, people, just a thing that kind of is out there and maybe well, has been out there. It's out there more because of humans, but maybe it's sure. always kind of Well, well let's, let's, let's think about, let, let's, let's think about plastics are a long chain, are a long chain hydrocarbon. A specific like a polymer of some kind, a, a, right? a specific long chain polymer uh, that, that we specifically do through processing oil, right? Sure. Now oils oils a pretty natural substance. Fairly um, abundant, at least once yes. was, right? So um, long chain hydrocarbons are also not man made only. There you so are. if your your testing equipment is on the basis of finding long-chain hydrocarbons or evidence of long-chain hydrocarbons and long-chain hydrocarbons aren't only man-made um mm. i mean you know I'm, I'm not a scientist but i but did call the whole but i, but I did have but i but i did happen to call the whole thing the way COVID played out so i'm gonna go ahead and guess have you seen that this per, film before, James? Perchance. That perchance. Perchance. Maybe our testing not quite as 100% accurate as we possibly believe, and thus is showing it everywhere when it is everywhere, but not everywhere as in the type that we've generated. But you can't really tell the difference. Well, I love it. And one, one of my classic philosophers who I always kind of come back to, and I don't agree with everything he said, because you shouldn't, right? Uh, you should question all that shit. But Aristotle famously said, you know, that like really intelligent people, wise people know that they know nothing, right? That just about everything you think you know might change tomorrow. And he said that, I don't know, 2,500 years ago or something ridiculous like that, like it's a long ass time ago. It was a pretty smart fucking thing to say. Instead, yeah. they seem to live in a time period where people are like things are set in stone, and I know everything. And it doesn't really depend on what side of the political side you're on. We're like these are the facts. Um, you sent me a Bill Maher thing the other day, right? And like facts should be based off facts, damn it, not your emotional truths. And it's like, yeah, I mean, Mario, you're you're not wrong. I know they're gonna crucify you over it, but you're not wrong. Um, and yet we learn new facts each and every day, uh, so yeah. probably brace yourself to be wrong, I don't know, 90% of the time? <laughs> That's how I feel. Well, Which I, I would say I would say the other thing to think of is, you know, uh, because this is probably the biggest thing for the, the younger kids, um, and hopefully they figure it out sooner or later, is that, you know, yeah. to take you a page from American capitalism, is that if all you have is a hammer... Sooner or later, everything's going to look like a nail. <laughs> Everything looks like a nail. Dude, you're not wrong. Which which leads us nicely into our article for the evening, which is, it's a study on, on gun control, right? And so they've got all these stats and hard figures. And folks, <clears throat> when you first look at this article, it's going to be pretty damning. Here's our title. We love hard figures. Well, we, we really love getting hard about facts, folks. Um uh, Eight in ten back a federal law blocking domestic abusers from buying guns, according to a recent poll 
by what the the nineteenth news or something. And yeah. I, I think I mean correct me if I'm wrong, but like so you start with the basic article here, Jason. But yep. at the end of the day, Jason's gonna like remind us that journalism these days is like I don't know. I'm gonna look at a study that somebody else fucking did. Um, I'm gonna like cherry pick the thing that I think is interesting, and then I'm gonna do like a a 15 minute news report on it that becomes a you know a five articles also about the same thing, and at the end of the day, no one's bothered to read the actual fucking study, right? So Correct. so the the basis of of the poll is basically that the majority of of Americans, including a, a wide swath of of Republicans and Democrats, I think. 70% Republican, 90% Democrats think that um, abusers who've uh, domestically abused a partner uh, and been convicted of that shouldn't have the right to possess uh, firearms, which but before we get too deep in, Jason, in every state where that's a felony, they then legally already can't possess firearms. Am I, am I right Yeah, tech, that? tech, uh, that's, that's a federal thing. Uh, I don't think you can even buy a firearm if you've been convicted of a felony. So we're not, we're not exactly... Uh, hoeing any new rows with this, but so, we'll pretend so like this, we are. Before we get too deep there, folks, just to make You sure can't have a gun that. if you're a felon. You, you can't the have poll, a gun if you're a felon to begin with. The poll is... Legally. Should domestic abusers, convicted domestic abusers, who I, I, I don't have the numbers here, but I'm assuming in the majority of states in our union that are convicted felons, should those particular convicted felons have access to firearms, yes or no, and the law says no, no. already. Like, fairly, yes. I'm, I'm sure there are exceptions to this rule, but in most cases, this is already on the books, check mark, we've won, the battle is over, and here's an, a, a nightly news poll all about that. Yep. Didn't didn't do the re. I mean, that's no. that's the beginning of the shit yeah. show we're we're gonna walk you through. Yeah. But I want to make sure you count that first part before we. Get phenomenal! It. It's phenomenal. So we we as you mentioned. So this this article is this is the hill is the article, and the hill is hyperlinked to a nineteenth news article, which is hyperlinked to another nineteen news article. And, and I'll drop these all in the chat, folks. I'll drop which is the then. Chat. Which is then hyperlinked to a uh, what is this ncadv.org? I don't shit. I don't know who the fuck they are. I forgot already. This is the uh, ncadv uh, voice of victims and survivors, yep. and that's hyperlinked to a ncbi nlm. Uh, this is a national. What is this? NIH. Yeah, there it's we go. An actual study done by like yeah. science. The government. Like yes. Using statistical analysis by phoning mm -hmm. a ton of different women, mainly women, but some men too, who've been in abusive relationships before in various locations throughout the U.S., right? But the <clears throat> big thing that several of these articles wanted to call attention to... 500% increase. 500%. Was, there was a 500% increase in your chances of, I believe they kept using the term femicide, of like a female yes. partner being murdered... If the male partner, presumably, I guess that's what they're implying, owned a firearm at the yes. time of the abuse, and like, but before, like, before we go any further, that I mean, I don't feel like I need to challenge that as a human being. Like, yeah, if my wife was like fucking doing something horrible and I had a gun sitting next to me, 
I think the likelihood that I do something horrible with the gun increases, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, <clears throat> just, that probably is accurate, um, but 500% so seems the... pretty high. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So, the, the, um, well, the best part about it is that's, that's what they went with. But right. the actual that was part the from the... <clears throat> that was the lead. But the actual article is an eightfold increase in intimate partner femicide risk associated with abusers' access to firearms attenuated to a five-fold increase when characteristics of the abuse were considered, including previous threats with a weapon on the part yeah. of the abuser. So, it's actually a percentage of a percentage. But we're yeah. not going to worry about that, because that's <laughs> math is hard. Math is confusing, Jason. Super hard. Um, let alone that, like, they cut it back. Like, they looked at the data and went, that's probably not right, <clears throat> because of all the other factors that are involved here. There's probably a better way to look at this. Um, yeah. now, the, it, now, the best part is that the last part of the paragraph, the last sentence, is the best. Because it is, this suggests that abusers who possess guns tend to inflict the most severe abuse. What it doesn't say is, you're 500% more likely to die. No, it does not say that. In, fi in fivefold, I get, is five yeah. times, which is technically yeah. 500%. 500%. Like I, yes. like, I get it, but they're using yes. that because that sounds... Oh, it so sounds worse. It's in America, so fucking shocking worse, right? and phenomenal. Well, right? go big or go home, Dan. Go right, big or right. go home. And it's like five. Like so, when you hear something like five hundred percent, you're like, so like I'm guaranteed to fucking get shot. You're, is what you're saying? At right? least five times. Five times. Like just right? not once. But like that's not. You're gonna what get. That you're means. gonna kill. You're gonna get killed right? five times, Dan. It, it means like <laughs> if you're in an abusive relationship, right, and the guy has a gun. It's more likely that it escalates to the point where the gun is used in some way to abuse. Yes. It. And, like, that's fucking... All these things are horrible, by the way. We're not making fun yes. of abuse. Abuse no. is fucking horrible. But, like, no, the we're, we're not. We're, like, making, we're making fun of the... We're, we're, we're making fun of the people who can't like, use critical stat, thinking. Jason, what's the best stat we can use? And somebody went, well, this says five-fold. What does that mean? And probably some other idiot in the room was like, that means 500%. <clears throat> and uh, the next thing you know, we get <laughs> all the things. That remember, copy. I started with is that if you're a convicted abuser, you can't have the, you can't legally well, see, have a gun. So the, you know, it, the funniest thing about that is that, you know, for, for the Republican Party, people supposedly being such a law and order group. Yeah. It's interesting that only seventy percent of them supported su supported basically basically they've supported. Well, we're not gonna. We only seventy percent of us will follow that law. Right. Well, and, and dude, so I'm an idiot. Fucking I, I morons. Thought were, I thought you were making fun of uh, Mormons because one there's a Republican female from Utah who weighs in on all this, and oh, she Jesus is Christ, Jason. She is hardcore. She is gonna pass a bill. <sighs> through Congress that guarantees that convicted domestic abusers can't have firearms. And the whole time I'm mm. reading the article, I'm going like, but they they can't, right? Like, the if you're... Yeah, if you got a felony charge, you're... A felon, you're and then you can't... You legally can't... Like, yeah. So this would be a bill to do something we already do. Like, I'm not... Like, of course they shouldn't have fucking firearms. I don't think she's... Like, I don't I don't think she's actually a Republican. I think she's a Democrat. It totally says she is, though. Um, and so <laughs> I'm, I'm drilling down, and I know you drilled down, and you have, like, even more to, to get into. Oh, yeah. But I'm, drill, I'm drilling down in, into this... Uh, in, into all of the data on this. So, Jason, I went on, like, a 40-minute, like, 
Read yeah, I mean it was. It's, but it's a, article, and it's your. It's fault, a good so. read. It's a it's it a good read. It, it really is. There's a lot of really interesting shit it, in there, and like this is the sad thing is like I had to go through three fucking layers. Yep. To, to get, get to, to the it. real stuff, to get to the actual real stuff, and so one yep. of the so to pair pair off that, so this gal from and again it sounds great, and I'm sure it'll get her reelected. Once oh yeah, make definitely. It so that basically convicted felons can't have firearms, which they already can't. But the irony of all irony is, again, nobody read the actual study, is that the study shows that abusers who've been convicted are actually much, much less likely to abuse again. And that's in the study data. It shows that if you're with a partner who was previously convicted for child, like domestic abuse, abusing a partner in any way, shape, or form, that even if you stayed with them, or if they're with someone else now, like you're the new person, they are astronomically less likely to ever abuse again. Meaning, Jason, the system worked in that case. Like, what? It, it, right? And, and maybe they should be able to get their rights back because they've been rehabilitated via the system. And yet the group of people that we're after here is that group. The group that... It looks like, and, and again, this is statistical, and I didn't do the study, but that statistically is less likely to abuse than unconvicted abusers. Well, much like every law, <laughs> it really only affects the law abiding. It's I, I don't even, I don't even know, right? Um, and so it was, it was an interesting ride. It was an interesting ride. Um, and I guess I thought about it the whole way through because, like, it, it, it's I don't disagree. Like, of course, <laughs> like it seems like it makes perfect sense. Like, right, this is your punishment. Like, you don't get to own firearms. You don't get to vote. Whatever the fuck, in, unless you're in certain states that still allow you to vote, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, it makes sense, right? And it makes sense that these are people who would be physically abusing others. They probably shouldn't have access to firearms. Um, I guess the problem there is that you don't know necessarily that they are abusers until they've been prosecuted or somebody's made a complaint about them or something so it would be unrealistic probably to keep firearms away from them beforehand uh, without like profiling yeah. or something right right um, but i guess the most interesting part of the article is probably where, where you want to lead us to which is that the study discovered that this was not the most important statistic that that like the possession of firearms didn't necessarily make for the most worst abuse really when you actually look no. at the full study which is no, uh, and 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 I hope everyone has their seatbelts on because it's not the guns, it's shockingly, and I quote: "In comparing our femicide perpetrators with other abusive men, we found that unemployment was the most important demographic risk factor for acts of intimate partner femicide. In fact, abusers' lack of employment was the only demographic risk factor that significantly predicted femicide risks after we controlled for a comprehensive lift of more approximate risk factors, including risks fourfold relative to the case of unemployed of employed abusers. Uh, it's model six. Unemployment spreads to underlie, appears to underlie increased risks often attributed to race, ethnicity, as has been found and reported in other analysis analyses related to violence. So once again, we'll circle back around. We found that unemployment was the most important demographic risk factor for acts of intimate partner femicide. Yeah. 
not 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 eight and not, ten, not fivefold, not any any shit like that. It's not, not having being, a, a kid in the house from a former partner, like none of that other shit had anything. In fact, this was the being only being crazy, being crazy, significant or thing or being found. with a crazy bitch. Not yeah. not not a thing. Not that. It's this was the only one, and again, not none of the newspaper articles mention this at all. The conclusions nope. are that statistically. This was the only important factor in determining whether or not there would be dangerous levels of abuse, which is basically saying, does the abusive person have nothing else to live for and they're totally fucked and depressed and they're ready to end it all? Then you should do probably they feel, be wary. Do they, you should be concerned. Do, like, do, they, do they feel worthless? Do they feel like they're not contributing? Do they feel bad because of all that? Do they feel guilty that they're basically lurching off you and you yep. know yep it, and then like that that significant other left or cheated or whatever because the other thing that they noted and they, they couldn't make this statistical but they said it seemed like individuals who left their partner after they were already kind of in this state were the most likely to have some sort of horrible thing happen which is interesting right um, so it seems to me that the crisis here, if there is a crisis, and, and maybe there is, uh, it's obviously a horrible thing, is more of a crisis of unemployment and feeling worth and, and maybe even depression and mental health than it is, you know, possession of firearms. Because the Correct. study ultimately doesn't show that possession of firearms led to women being killed. It was that when women were being killed, they were either being strangled, beat, or shot. Correct. Most like, likely by someone who was unemployed. But it, the, the study did not show, folks, that owning a firearm meant you were more likely to use it to abuse someone, you see. And you had to well, and, read the and study that's, to that's get why, You had to read the actual study to be like, yeah. lots of men well, that's, own guns, but only this small group that is like depressed and doesn't don't have jobs anymore and then yeah. are, are abandoned by their significant other. These are the ones that seem like they do something really fucked up and horrible. Well, yeah, but you you can't you can't actually point to the truth of and data driven truth because that's not the story. That hasn't been the story for the last forty years. You can't you can't so have the, the truth. The story is men who own guns. You can't have the truth. That's the story. Guns. Like, if if you have if you have a gun in the house, it's going to kill everybody. If you have a gun and you're abusive, you're going to get killed. Or your abuser has a gun, they're going to kill you which, with it. That's that's the whole crazy. point. It's right. you you have you have you can't. You can't talk about this is, and the worst part about it, like this is, this is a, a study full of data done by a government agency. So you, yeah. that's the other problem is that if by, you by you try to PhDs, right? You right. you can't you can't you can't be like you know, well, this is done by um, Alex yeah. Jones and it's right. garbage. Some so the, so this this is this is why this is why it will never this is why it will never be talked about. Because it is counter to everything that's been said for the last forty some years. No, you can't. I'm going to cherry pick a quote from like page three about guns, yeah. but there there was fucking twenty seven pages in this document, and sure. the assholes didn't even, folks. The assholes didn't even bother getting to the conclusion. Like no, here's which the is data crazy because analyzed, like because like right, and here's what we so determined from that data as scientists. And and that's the most insane thing, right? So when I do these dives through this shit. And I actually find the source. What I normally always do is I try and find a content sheet if there is one. Right. Or if I don't, 
I hustle through the document and try and find some sort of synopsis, some sort of conclusion, some sort of, you know, I read um, the whole thing today. Like VIP, <clears throat> like VIP summary, something, anything, yeah. because I want to know. Okay, is is this What's twenty to forty pages? Away, right? Is is the is this twenty to forty pages worth really getting into? And this was the one. It was like, okay, this is interesting. Now I'm going to go back and I'm going to go through it all and I'm going to read it because now I'm I'm super interested because this is doesn't feel anything like where I got this from. Right. So where did they get it? Well, they didn't read the conclusion, right? And again, <clears throat> no. so these kinds of studies are laid out like lit review. Here's our null hypothesis. Here's how we're going to test that hypothesis. Here's the like data crunch that we got without us analyzing it. Here's our analysis of that data. And then here's our ultimate conclusion. So you can kind of just scroll to the fucking end. Like it's yeah. not that hard. Like you, I read the whole thing. I'm not necessarily saying that you all should take time to read the whole thing. But if you just read we the always suggest read the whole thing. If you just read the conclusions, even there's nothing in the conclusions I believe that says owning a firearm is the number one thing. I think they do say in the conclusions if you're being like abused and the individual abusing you is controlling, and they own a firearm, our advice is actually not to leave, or if you do leave to not tell them that you're leaving because that is the most likely time that something horrific would happen. Which makes me go, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, that's a good advice. Uh, but nowhere in there did it say guns are, guns are the problem. Guns are making men kill their spouses. Like, it doesn't say that at all. In fact, it says... That that's not statistical, that even five times more likely the numbers that we gave you, the numbers quoted, was not a statistical correlation enough to high level of abuse that could lead to death for them to actually say in the conclusion that this is it. Instead, the thing that leads to horrible, awful abuse from any spouse is often finance. That's the data. But none yep. of the news articles could fucking mention that. Nope. And, and again, it's because it's off narrative, right? It's because it's yeah, not I, 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 I hate to constructed narrative. And and what really annoys shit out of me is that I have to say that because what I'm not saying is that every fucking lunatic is right. But in this case, this is this is a very it's a it's an inconvenient truth there we go i love that phrase there we go this is an inconvenient truth to quote al gore it's an inconvenient and truth. and and i guess if anything this only just reinforces <laughs> what we've been talking about for a long time is that there's a lot more gray than people really want to realize it right and you got to get in the gray well in just in like mental health is the problem here in like it's they can't just demonize firearms forever. And it's not that firearms aren't used to perpetuate horrible things, and it's not that we shouldn't regulate firearms, of, of course. And we have plenty of laws on the books, as Jason, you've pointed out time and time again, that can and do regulate firearms. It's just they often aren't enforced, right? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of the starting point of tonight's discussion, which is felons already can't possess firearms, so if a convicted felon is possessing a firearm then it's because the federal law is not being followed. Correct. In in one way or another. Doesn't it doesn't really matter how, it's just we've already we've already crossed the Rubicon another way. Um I did also in think that you would really dig this article because 
it sort of also hits on one of the things that I think you and I both kind of have pointed out before and for is that like, uh, and, and, you know, I, uh, our, our boy, Andrew Yang, I think, mm-hmm. uh, he's definitely a big proponent of it is, you know, you, if you don't have money, you don't have you know, employment, you know, you know, you don't have, yeah something i mean like this the the problem with saying you know the unemployment thing is it it is it is the financial thing but it's also doing something right like what's the old saw uh idle hands of the devil's playground you know that's and and you're more likely to turn to crime if you can't get a steady decent job right like it's or your or your your brain and your body will turn against you if you're not doing something with it sure you know it, it will it will you know, you'll you'll make shit up in your mind. You'll you'll fucking you know have to. You'll act out. It'll do whatever it needs to to you know run what it needs to run, whether you're conscious of it or not. And yeah. as much as I I also I'm not a big fan of work, uh, just for work's sake. But at the same time, it does give you an outlet for some of this stuff. Um, it does. It does. No, I, I think I think you're spot on with a lot of things. But but the e- but the economic thing is 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 really, it, it's an interesting thing. Like it it really does kind of tickle the idea of like, you know, I think we've come to the point in human history where we we need to figure out how we stop having, and we don't. I mean. Large I'm not saying everybody has. I'm, I'm not saying. Yeah, I mean, let's let's mm-hmm. let's be honest. Like, and and like, and I guess the question is like, <clears throat> is it in in when you say the word unemployment, do you mean you don't have any money or you don't have something to do? I so if it's a, a if it's a lack of, of right, but right, 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 because it, so, social security or unemployment is like, it's enough to prevent you from dying, right? Correct. But without a side gig or a criminal activity on the side, it's not enough for you to actually, like, really live, right? And again, you're not feeling fulfilled, right? You're not feeling fulfilled because you don't feel like you're contributing. At the end of the day, even if we aren't thinking of it at that scale, working our jobs is contributing to our economy, contributing to our country, making this world a better place, right? Um, and again, that doesn't mean you think about it that way every day. You probably think like, I fucking hate my job and I got to go type yeah. on the computer or fucking yell at this person or whatever the fuck it is that you do that sucks ass. But at the end of the day, we pay you so that you feel sure. like I did something today. And sometimes, and, and, you, you know, did, there, there are, you know, and there are people that have actually like fulfilling uh, jobs, fulfilling jobs. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not most people, but a lot of people do have them. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, and I, I will say, like, if it's not a money thing, then it's a doing something thing. So you're not yeah. sitting there, thing. like, it's yeah. A, so you, so it's you're not so you're not waiting you're not waiting for your mind to come up with shit. Yeah, for and you think to do. About it, which it's is like self worth, right? Like, so if I feel good because I do things, right? And it, whether that's like working in the garden or going to your job every day, like whatever it is, you feel I did something. To accomplish something yep if all you're doing is sitting on your ass getting unemployment and feeling like you're a worthless piece of shit because i can't find a job and i've given up trying to get a job like all that shit bitch keeps nagging on me nagging on me nagging on me get out of the house get a job find a job right and like there's just nothing out there for me and like this will weigh you down 
and then you will feel mm-hmm. like you're worthless. And when you feel like you're worthless, you get depressed. And as we pointed out, most mass shootings in this, <coughs> this country, Jason, are what? Murder suicides. So it's not the traditional mass shooting that we're all thinking of when I say the word mass shooting, but it is the most common kind. And that means that people are struggling with their existence because they feel like life doesn't fucking matter. Um, and that's and it doesn't, and I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I was gonna like, say it doesn't, but <laughs> like, like you gotta, it's on you. You, you, you can still do some. Something. Yeah, you you still gotta do something to occupy your time that you do have. You do, like, <laughs> and that's so, folks. That's called absurdism, by the way. Like, so it's so like the nihilists were like nothing fucking matters, okay, and the existentialists were like everything fucking matters. You're just too stupid to see it, nihilists. And the absurdists came along and they said, what if nothing? Matters? Hear us out, folks. <laughs> but but. You could pretend enough that something matters, that you feel fulfilled, and so you matter. And that's and that's the, the postmodern world that you and I and all of us inhibit, whether we want to admit it or not. And it's, so if it's the inter- money makes it's you feel good, good. Um, it's, it's interesting that your absurdist uh, point of view is essentially the basis of most uh, highly organized religions, but we'll skip that for later. <laughs> Whatever makes you feel like, and, and, and that's why religion is important, because you're like, well, I feel good because I did something nice today, and my God says that's what I'm supposed to do. Or I feel good because I acted super smug today, and my God says that's what I'm supposed to do. Whatever it is that makes you feel fulfilled, people. Um, and I think contributing is part of that. So I've always loved my job. I've been a teacher for or a professor for 17 years or something fucking dumb like that. But for the first 15, 15 of those, I made like $20,000 like without benefits. And, and even though I enjoyed what I did, I felt kind of like a loser. Right, and like I still could do most of the things that I wanted to do, uh, but in a lot of ways I was reliant upon my wife because she made so much more than me; it was ridiculous. Um, even though she had less degrees than me, etc., and so on and so forth. Now, luckily, I've got a big enough cock that that didn't matter, and I still feel good about myself. But not everybody does, Jason. Not everybody does. Um, and even now that I've got like a real like teaching job that pays over double what I was making before with benefits and like the potential to keep doing it forever without signing a new contract every year or being candid at the drop of a notice like any any second I feel more fulfilled because I feel appreciated and I remember a story um, we went to McDonald's me and my buddy Adam back in the day um, we were probably stoned out of our minds God only knows but it was literally the best McDonald's I ever went to. And I was making fun of him because I was like, I fucking hate McDonald's. It's fucking trash, right? Let's go. I mean, I'd rather eat like White Castle or something. Like, I know it's also garbage, Oof. but I'm paying for the garbage. And I know it's garbage and it's fine, right? And he's like, no, man. No, you got you to trust me. Like, this McDonald's is the shit. And I'm like, whatever, dude. Like, let's just fucking go. So we go. And Jason... <laughs> It was fucking heavenly. It was fucking insane. Like, the service was great. The food was exquisite. It didn't taste like McDonald's. I was fucking blown away. And he hits me with this on the way on the way out of there. He says, you know why it was so good? That the people who work at that McDonald's, they started like $10 an hour. And that was when our minimum wage was like $5, folks. 
And he, he's like, yeah, that's why. And I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, man. So they get people in, they train them, and they fucking stay. Because it's a good job. And then they fucking care about it, don't they? And they feel good about themselves because they feel like they're respected and they're needed and they're wanted. And so they got a really good crew and they don't have constant turnover over and over. And so they do it right and they make it really hmm. good. And I'm like, God damn it, you bastard, right? Because, like, teaching me, smoking a blunt every day, teaching me <laughs> stupid shit. He's seeing the world. And I'm over here going, like, I don't know, this libertarianism sounds pretty great. And he's like, Are you sure? <laughs> Like, you <laughs> bitch. Oh, really? Really, right? He always had good weed. And that's the moral of the story, kids, is don't don't smoke weed and something about don't buy a gun. Right, Jason? Sure. That's close enough. So I've got one more thing for you before we're done here. This is, this is, this is fortune cookie time today. Are you oh God. ready? Oh, God, help us. So this came out of a fortune cookie from some food. <clears throat> are you ready? F are you ready I'm, for your mind to be blown? I'm not ready. I'm not fucking ready. Okay, I'm gonna try and not make a mistake while I'm speaking. The greatest meditation is a mind that lets go. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Time, time Deep. to let go. Time to. <laughs> time to get... Jason. Jason. Thanks for well, it doesn't say us. it doesn't say let go. It just says that let's go. That so lets it's go. It cho choosy moms choose Jeff. That's right. <laughs> Classic, <laughs> folks. I think what we've learned tonight is that you shouldn't trust your local news, even if they have a really no. ca catchy headline. Um, think before you fill out a poll. Like, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I want to do your I research. Write, like, other like felons already can't own firearms. Um. And then, yeah, read the fucking research study, right? Like, there's, that's, it sucks that our news organizations just cherry pick the numbers from these things that they want without actually bothering to look at them, because some of them are probably pretty decent. This survey actually looked at a large uh, group of people, and so it was, it was pretty impressive. Uh, as I was reading it over, I was like, what's Jason going to go after here? Is it just what I think, or is there like, is it like they, we surveyed eight women, and we found that two of them died. I'm like, you know, like, hey, I, right? I feel, I feel this is pretty good. I mean, I even like, I even fucking underhand slow pitch you the whole unemployment, and you know. Yeah. What the fuck? That, that was like that's probably that's probably the most middle finger, straight middle finger to capitalism I've given in a long it time. Really it's, this is a Marxist text here, Jason. That the truth of the matter is is that in capitalism the workers feel worthless, and uh, in the so they kill their they, 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 so they so murder their spouses. female spouses. So if because you care about women, if you care about women, care kill about the women, rich. If you care about women, yeah, eat the rich and become a Marxist. Oh my god, there you go. that's it. The new feminism is... And you know, hey, feminists, by the way, kill, have been on the market kill your masters. for a long time. Kill, yeah, kill the masters, Kill your masters. Man. That's it. Fuck it. Yeah. No, that's great. I won't take... I, I can't take credit for that. That's a killer mic from Run the Jewels, so... That's a, yes. that's a line. So, kill your masters. It's still classic, and it's pertinent. Um, <laughs> no, it's great, but it's, it's great to get to the bottom of this information, and it's sad. It's sad to see that... Um, the individuals who are doing horrific things are, are in a really place, right? But it may make sense. It makes sense, right? Sigh. Let's sigh. <laughs>
<laughs> with that, folks, we've outstayed our welcome. We'll be back again next week. We're counting down to four years with this crazy buddy of mine. It's been a pleasure, Sweet sir. Jesus. Sweet Jesus. <laughs> Take He's not answering. Away, That's what we need. Take all the guns away. There will be no domestic violence. I promise. Uh. <laughs> we'll, we'll catch you all next time.